This is episode 30 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Tays, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. Because here I feature your poetry, writing, short stories, letters, everything and anything in between as long as it's written down. I give it an audience, a platform, a voice, but because it's your words, you are the star of each and every episode. So thank you again for joining me. It's been about two weeks. Um, It's really not a big explanation, and I know I didn't really give an explanation on Twitter or any social media. I just needed a mental health break. Nothing serious. Life just got hectic, and I kind of needed to prioritize a few other things, take a step back from some things, and just try my best to refresh. And I think if you're able to, that's always a good thing. Sometimes you're just not, but if you can, take a breather. You know, some things can be put on hold and you can always return to, and uh, I chose to do that with the podcast. So forgive me for my uh, unceremoniously just leaving (laughs) and not saying anything, Um, but we are back. I hope that the time we've been away and apart from each other, I hope it's been going well for you. I hope you were able to work towards some goals, or maybe you wrote some amazing poetry and short stories, or stories in general that you're proud of. And if it hasn't been the greatest two weeks, then let's look forward to the next week, or the next day, next moment. And no matter what, I'll be rooting for you to try hopefully things go well for you in the upcoming days. So, before I get into this, um, let's do the weather, as always. That's what I usually do, right? (laughs) If you are listening to this on release, that will be Sunday, the 18th of July. The weather is looking like a high of 80 degrees Fahrenheit, with thunderstorms throughout the day, and 85% chance of rain. Which can be nice if you really enjoy thunderstorms, which I do. On the more of a sadder note for me, I will be hanging out with some friends in a nearby city, which is great fun, don't get me wrong, but now i got to figure out how I am going to dress for 80 degree weather that's going to be probably rainy, or at the very least, uh, very humid, so finding that comfort without being uh, sweating all day and still being ready for rain will be a fun challenge. So I actually had a new idea I wanted to do for this episode. I don't know if it's something I'll keep doing, um, but I thought, why not give it a shot? There is a book I really enjoyed that I'm not saying take it as gospel, because I don't take it as gospel, um, but it it made me reflect on my writing in a different light and my motivation for creativity and how I go about it. And I just thought it was a nice... Uh, thing to think about when it comes to how you go about creating poetry, short stories, or any kind of creative endeavor, if you want to go into painting, or anything you put your mind to. I just thought it was a nice little um, introspective uh, piece. So it is called Letters to a Young Poet, and it's actually uh, letters from Rainer Maria Rilke. Uh, And if you don't know him, I'll just read a little bit of his Wikipedia. He is a, or was, an Austrian poet and novelist, widely recognized as one of the most lyrically intense German language poets, and he wrote both verse and highly uh, lyrical prose. And so I actually picked up this book when I was really getting into poetry, and as I said, 
don't have to take anything uh, from this as set in stone, how you should look at your writing or how you should go about uh, your creative process. I just thought it's always fun and interesting to, to see how someone else views the creative process and views artistic endeavors. And sometimes you can gleam things that uh, you appreciate and use that to further yourself, really. Um, at the very least, it allows you to look at your writing in a different light, which I think is always fun. And so a little bit from this book, I'll give you a little insight to it. Uh, it says, in 1902, a 19-year-old aspiring poet named Franz Kappus wrote to Roca, uh, then 26, seeking advice on his poetry. Kappus, a student at a military academy in Vienna, similar to the one Roca had attended, was about to embark on a career as an officer for which he had little inclination. Touched by the innocence and forthrightness of the student, Roca responded to Kappus' letter and began an intermittent correspondence that will last until 1908. So it's really cool because it is uh, Rainer's actual responses to this aspiring poet and gives Rainer's views on his creative endeavors. So this episode might be a little longer, I guess I should say, um, because I want to share the first letter, at least in this episode. I don't know if I'll do this every episode. I don't know if I will uh, take a break between sharing these and maybe it's every other episode I shared. Or maybe I'll skip a few letters or give you part, part of the letters. But I thought I would include this just because it's something I really enjoyed and appreciated. And maybe some of you will too. And then right after this, we'll get right into the poetry and writing that was submitted for this week. So, this first letter uh, says, Paris, February 17th, 1903. My dear sir, your letter reached me only a few days ago. I want to thank you for the great and kind trust it conveys. I can scarcely do more. I cannot say anything about the form of your verses, for I find all such critical intent quite uncongenial. Nothing could be less unconducive to reaching an artwork than critical remarks. It's always simply a matter of more or less fortunate misunderstandings. Everything cannot be so easily grasped and conveyed as we are generally led to believe. Most events are unconveyable, and come to pass in a space that no word has ever penetrated. More unconveyable than all else are artworks, those mysterious existences, whose lives run alongside ours, which perishes, whereas theirs endures. Having begun in this vein, all I can now add is that Though your verses lack individual character, they do perhaps contain the quiet and hidden stirrings of something personal. I feel this most clearly in the last poem, My Soul. There, an individual note seeks expression and melody. In the beautiful poem, to Leopardi, may contain the seed of some kind of relationship with that great solitary individual. Nevertheless, the poems are not yet anything in themselves. They are not independent, even the last one and the one to Leopardi. Your kind accompanying letter does not fail to explain several shortcomings that I felt in reading your verses, though I could not identify them by name. You ask whether your verses are good. You ask me. You have already asked others. You send them to journals. You compare them with other poems. 
and are upset when certain editorial offices reject your efforts. Now, since you've permitted, permitted me to give you advice, I ask you to abandon all this. You look outside yourself, and that above all else is something you should not do just now. Nobody can advise you and help you. Nobody. There's only one way to proceed. Go inside yourself. Explore the reason that compels you to write. Test whether it stretches its roots into the deepest part of your heart. Admit to yourself whether you would have to die if the opportunity to write were withheld from you. Above all else, ask yourself at your most silent hour of night, Must I write? Dig inside yourself for a deep answer. And if the answer is yes, if it is possible for you to respond to this serious question with a strong and simple I must, then build your life on the basis of this necessity. Your life, even at its most indifferent and attenuated, must become a sign and a witness for this compulsion. Then, as if you were one of the first men, try to say what you see and experience and love and lose. Do not write love poems. At first, you should evade those forms that are too familiar and ordinary. They are the most difficult, for it takes great, mature strength to produce something of one's own where there already exists an abundance of good and, in some cases, illustrious traditions. So escape from general subjects to those present in your everyday life. Describe your sorrows and wishes your fleeting thoughts and belief in beauty of any sort. Describe all this with inner, silent, unassuming honesty. And in seeking to express yourself, draw on things in your surroundings, pictures in your dreams and objects in your memory. If your everyday life seems poor, do not indict it. Indict yourself. Tell yourself that you are not poet enough to summon its riches. For the Creator... There is no poverty and no poor in different place. And if you yourself were in a prison whose walls did not let any of the noise of the world reach through to your senses, would you not still have your childhood, those sumptuous royal riches, that treasure house of memories? Turn your attention in that direction. Try to raise the sunken sensations of that vast past. Your personality will grow firm. Your loneliness will expand and become a twilight dwelling which the noise of the others will pass by, far off. And if verses should come from this turning inward, this sinking into your own world, you won't think of asking anyone whether they are good verses, nor will you try to interest your journals in these works, for in them you will see your cherished natural possession, a piece and a voice of your life. A work of art is good if it has arisen from necessity. Its origin determines how it is judged. There is no other form of judgment. Therefore, dear sir, all I can give you by way of advice is the following. That you go within and probe the depths from which your life issues. At its source you will find the answer to the question whether you must create. Take the answer as it is, and do not interpret it in any way. 
Perhaps it will turn out that you are called upon to be an artist. Then assume that fate and carry it, its burden and its greatness without ever asking for any reward that might come from without. The creator must be a world unto himself and must find everything in himself and in nature with which he is affiliated. Perhaps after this descent into yourself and your aloneness, you will have to renounce the idea of becoming a poet. Simply feeling that one could live without writing is enough to indicate that one should not do so. But even then, the inner scrutiny I ask of you will not have been for naught. From this point of your life, will in any case find paths of its own. And I wish for you more than I can say that they may be good, rich, and wide. What else should I say to you? Everything has, I think, received its due. And finally, I merely want to advise you to keep on growing quietly and seriously throughout your development. You cannot disturb it more violently than when you look outside and expect an answer from outside the questions only your innermost feeling at its most silent hour can perhaps answer. It was a joy to come across Professor Horekek's name in your letter. I retain great admiration for that gentle scholar and also feel towards him a great gratitude that has endured over the years. Will you please let him know that I feel this way? It is very kind of him to remember me and I appreciate it greatly. I am also sending you back the verses you kindly entrusted to me, and I thank you again for the fullness and warmth of your trust, of which I have sought through this answer, given honestly and to the best of my knowledge, to make myself a little worthier than I, as a stranger truly am. With all devotion and sympathy, Rainer Maria Rilke. And so that is the first letter that he wrote back to this aspiring poet. I think I took up a much enough time uh, maybe satisfying my own desire to share this, um, but I would love to hear what you think. At the end, I'll go over, as always, how you can contact me, and let me know, too, if you'd like to hear more of these letters, and maybe in the future I'll include other uh, writings from different poets or writers in general that I think are good pieces to reflect. Now, we can get right into the meat of the podcast and the true stars of this. And maybe you're also even able to pick up the downpour that's outside of my window. So maybe this helps set the mood. Who knows? But to begin, episode 30. The first piece I want to share is by Hamad Karim, and it is titled, A Sad Universe. Perhaps someday I'll find that the universe is actually kind, but until then I'll keep believing that the universe is simply grieving. So thank you, Hamad, for sharing this poem with us today. Regarding this piece, uh, Hamad said, I sometimes feel like the universe is unkind to me. I thought about the universe grieving because it's separated and not all one and united. It's a part and the universe is in the process of discovering it's all one. It's interesting, just that opening first line that Hamad gives in describing their mindset in writing this, that we can sometimes feel the universe is unkind to us. 
I can sometimes feel that everything uh, just happens to go wrong. And maybe not everything goes wrong, but maybe it's just the wrong thing happens at the exactly the right time to cause a domino effect. And so I think sometimes it helps to choose to believe that it's not that life is always unkind, that maybe there is kindness out there, but maybe we're just going through a rough patch, that it's not universal. At least I like how Ahmad puts it, that maybe the universe is just grieving at this moment. And that maybe we are not getting directly persecuted ourselves, and that it will pass, and kindness will find us again. So thank you, Ahmad, for sharing. This next one is by Cosmetic Plague. You can find them on Reddit, and it is titled Burrito. I am always in the mood for a warm tortilla filled with food. Beans, rice, lettuce, guacamole. I savor and enjoy it slowly. I don't mean to be sappy. It makes my tummy happy. Like a warm blanket over my day. My burrito keeps the blues away. So thank you, Cosmetic Plague, for sharing this poem. It is, in one word, just a cute poem. Uh, It's cute. I enjoyed it tremendously. Especially because it gave me that nostalgic feeling of growing up. And if you know me personally, you might be shaking your head as you listen to this. Um, but one of a special treat we would get, and it's not healthy at all. <laughs> it would be uh, rice uh, with a little bit of butter and then sugar. Because the sugar wouldn't stick to the rice. And I just called it sugar rice growing up. Um, but it's, it was such a nostalgic and just warm snack that just only happiness was tied to it and is tied to it even now and then when I dabble back into it and I just enjoy that sometimes no matter what's going on in life whether good or bad hectic or static it pays off and it it does well to take a moment and enjoy the small things things that maybe seem inconsequential you know the burrito we just sugar rice maybe just a breeze we catch as we're walking out and enjoy those brief moments um, because life is built up with those and if we can't enjoy those then it's hard to enjoy everything else and so taking that respite in just maybe a couple seconds or a couple minutes and live in that moment can itself be its own little oasis for all of us And so thank you, Cosmetic, for sharing this poem that just gave me just a flood of nostalgia. By Helotai9668 on Reddit. This poem is called Pieces of You. I sleep with a teddy bear that I stuffed with your drain hair. It gives me the nightmares of you that I crave. I made one eye from a button bleached white while winking on the other side, a nail clipping that I saved. I stitched together its skin from the sheets you slept in that I stole from outside your kitchen while you and your husband were away. So thank you, Lotire, for sharing this uh, unique and interesting poem with us. 
Now, you might be wondering, <laughs> well, why did I choose this one? Well, first, I do want to say I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the imagery and the narrative sense uh, that it paints and sets. And I really wanted to include it that so often when we think of poetry, especially when you're just starting out, you think of, well, let me think, I write about uh, romance and heartbreak and maybe that I'm unhappy um, and lonely. Maybe I should include some writing. <laughs> you know, there's things of that nature, and it's easy. None of those things are bad in itself. They're not at all. But it can it can be easy to go into the things that we think that poetry should be made of. And so I really enjoy this piece because it subverts that. And while, yes, you can say... It almost has a tone of trying to be romantic, this poem by Lotai. Obviously, the actual words of it give you a sense of unease and dread, as this is not really romantic, but obsessive. And it is a, as someone put it before, an anti-poem. <laughs> it kind of goes against all things that people would think poetry should be about. And I really enjoyed it for that. And so... Uh, Sometimes go against the grain. You know, let your mind run wild and don't always try to conform to what you think poetry should be based on how people, to other, everyone else defines it. Write what you want to write about because at the end of the day, you need to be happy with your work. Uh, so thank you, Lotai, for sharing this. By Magister Ludi on Reddit, this poem is called to resign the promising. Love's unrequited, wasted mythologies, a lurid vibrance crumbles. So thank you, Magister Ludi, uh, for sharing this poem. And even though it's brief, um, it does resemble uh, my one of my favorite uh, poetry forms, haiku. Yeah, but you could say so much with such few words. And this one really captures in its brief snapshot that feeling of unrequited love. How when we fancy someone and we can feel ourselves falling for them, and maybe we don't know if they like us back yet, or maybe it just is not returned. And so that buildup of that falling of where we think about the possible futures and all the possibilities of what if it works out and we get that vibrance, we get those mythologies that are, as Magister put, wasted. That future and those dreams and those realities that are now just stories that were, are now just hopes and now just dreams crumble and break apart and it's just like the saying all that glitters is not gold where everything we hope for uh, is no longer what we think and so I just thought even though how brief this poem was it captures that feeling and that sensation and those moments that most of us have experienced at least once uh, so well so thank you Magister by Felix this poem is titled Geis de Search. Do you believe in ghosts? Honest question. I'm not sure if I do, but I felt them. 
many of them, inside me, around me, talking to each other, talking to me, disagreeing, agreeing, offering counsel. I have also fallen in love, and I'm not sure if love is real, either. So thank you, Felix, for sharing. In regards to this piece, Felix had to say this. It is about our feelings and whether or not we can trust them. This is particularly irrelevant to me in my life as I've struggled to come to terms with bipolar disorder. I occasionally find myself feeling irrationally confident or profoundly depressed, but there often isn't a good reason why. It's just a random fluctuation in mood I imagine others can relate too. Like, you're grumpy and you hate your job, but maybe it's just 8.15 a.m., you haven't had a cup of coffee yet, and you're simply going through caffeine withdrawal symptoms. You actually love your parents. You love your job. You will feel better after you get your fix of Hein Brothers Coffee. This poem really struck a a vein for me. It really hit the nail on the head as someone who has a tendency to overthink situations and interactions with people and to not to a negative degree uh, reflect and analyze my uh, presence in situations overanalyze um, because it can f- feel as Felix put to me that idea of ghosts in your head telling you different things uh, disagreeing, agreeing, discussing maybe I should have done this, maybe I should have said this and then obviously you get feelings from all that from that inner discourse, the inner debate about whatever it happens to be on your mind and it can lead to you feeling depressed, it can lead to you feeling overjoyed but are those feelings real or should you not feel that way and then you start asking maybe I'm just overthinking it you know maybe this shouldn't be how I should feel about this situation and that it could easily pour into uh, feelings of love we just had a poem right before this talking about unrequited love and how that can feel like the wasted mythologies that build up those hopes and dreams Maybe that excitement now dashed. And so this poem to me just reminds me of so many times that I've been caught in my own train of thought and maybe needlessly depressing myself over something or uh, needlessly becoming overconfident or overexcited in something. And all those times too where I've questioned my own feelings. Should I feel this way? Am I justified to be sad about this? Angry about this? Happy about this? So thank you, Felix, uh, for sharing this poem once again. And that is it. That is episode 30 of Dead Letter Radio. Thank you, everyone, so much for submitting your poetry, your writing, for taking the time to listen as well. For returning, if you are returning, after a unceremonious two-week break from me, I will try my best to do better, but I make zero promises. <laughs> As always, too. Oh, and first, if you want me to um, 
continue reading uh, letters to a young poet, uh, let me know as well on my Twitter, and I'll go over all that information just shortly about how to contact me. Um, but let me know what you thought about the intro on this one. If you enjoyed reading one of the letters, if so, then maybe next episode or at least one of the future episodes, I'll read the second letter as well. And I would love some suggestions of books of this nature that kind of give insight to poets and um, different outlooks on arts. I think that would be really, really cool to kind of have moments to share on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please do, uh, if you're able, leave a review. Uh, you can do so easy, most easily on Apple Podcasts, which is also, also iTunes. And that is the easiest place to leave a review. If you don't use that, no worries. You can also just follow the podcast on Spotify. Along with that, if you particularly enjoyed someone's work here and want me to let them know, you can look in the description of the episode, which will show everyone who uh, submitted a piece and how they would like to be credited, or if they're anonymous, you let me know and I can reach out to the original author. Now, if you want to submit your own piece, it's it's pretty simple. Um, I am most active on Twitter, so you can head to my Twitter, uh, Dead Letter Cast. That's C A S T. Dead Letter Cast, and there you'll see my email in my bio. Uh, send me an email with your poem, your short story. If it's a short story, I believe I said it's under 600 words, if possible, and or a letter, anything written really. You send it in there, uh, preferably a PDF have the title of the piece if it has one, and how you'd like to be credited, which you can also be anonymous if you'd like, as this podcast is just a place to share. You can uh, keep your an- anonymity if you want without any issue. Because I know it can be uh, intimidating and very personal to share your words. But yeah, send that in. Uh, title, as I said, the piece in a PDF if possible and how you'd like to be credited. Oh, and any background information that you possibly would want shared uh, regarding the piece. and Because that always helps to kind of give insight where you're coming from, and sometimes that'd be inspiring to others as well. The rain is really coming down now. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the easiest way. I also have a twi- uh, an Instagram. I, yeah, you know the story with that. Not very active there. <laughs> But yes, follow me on Twitter if you want more updates on the show and you want to have some discussion on things as well is where I'm most active. And I think that's it. I'm sorry I'm kind of rambling, but it's been a while, so I was trying to remember my usual spiel at the end. But I enjoy it. I'm happy to be back. I hope we can do another long streak before I have to take another break. Um, always trying to find that balance in life. So with all that being said, this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.